Welcome to the Public Service Reform podcast series from the Centre for Market and Public Organisation. My name is Saskia Walcott, and today I'm talking to Bash Mazumda, an economist from the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago. We're talking about his paper entitled Birth Cohort and the Black-White Achievement Gap, the Roles of Access and Health Soon After Birth. The paper was presented at the CMPO's conference on early life intervention and intergenerational mobility, which is examining the causal inferences of social mobility. So, Vash, tell me um, a bit about what your research is seeking to find out. Sure. So I'm interested in the question about the black-white test score gap and about black-white gaps in socioeconomic outcomes more generally in terms of earnings and education. And what this paper tries to do is to examine the role of early life health in affecting these gaps. And basically, myself and my co-authors, what we do is we analyze the effects of a uh, fairly large change during the 1960s in the United States that desegregated hospitals in the South for blacks. And basically what we find is that this improved access to hospitals for young kids translated into pretty dramatic gains in test scores for blacks uh, 17, 18 years later in various tests that were given 30 years later in terms of their earnings. That's a very specific finding in relation to healthcare, how did you go about isolating that particular effect and then attributing a causal effect to that? Yeah, so that's a that's a major challenge, and I think what we were able to do is to use very high quality data in order to get at this. And it's been difficult with the normal data used by education researchers in the U.S. There's a standard data set put out by the education department, but the samples aren't very large, and they're only given at particular ages and particular years. So what we did was we were able to access a database containing the test scores of everyone in the United States who applied to the U.S. military over about a 15-year period, and they happened to cover exactly the cohorts the people who were born in the 1960s who would have been exposed to this hospital desegregation. And because we had such a large sample where we could sort of identify people in particular parts of the country, and we were also able to identify the uh, health gains they experienced by using um, mortality rates, infant mortality rates at a pretty localized level, we were able to isolate this relationship. Okay, but there are obviously other factors that may have caused that effect, such as parents' income, etc. How did you go about isolating healthcare in a very specific period? How did that come about as an identifying factor? Yeah, so we built upon some earlier work uh, based on work my co-author Ken Che at Brown University did, where he did a fairly detailed analysis showing how the uh, desegregation of hospitals affected particular birth cohorts. So what, what we try to do is make a fairly narrow comparison. So you could see that for people born in the South in 1962, who would have been uh, you know, maybe three years old and the cohorts born earlier, who would have been older and for whom access to health 
in the first couple of years of life wouldn't have mattered, those cohorts you see no gains in the test scores. Now, many of these other stories that happened in the 1960s for people born in 1958, 1959, 1960, those individuals would have still been fairly young and their parents' income would have improved over the course of the 1960s, so you would have expected to see their test scores improve, their earnings as adults improve, but we don't see it. So we take advantage of the fact that there's sort of a sharp break, trend break, in the improvements across individuals by the year they were born and in the place they were born. Tell me a bit about the bindings of your research. What are the differences that you found? Sure. So uh, basically, if you look at the black-white test score gap, narrowed by what we think about 30-40% because of this improvement uh, between uh, blacks born in the South in the late 60s versus the early 1960s. So a large chunk of the improvement that was seen uh, during the 1980s, we think, was due to this improved health that they experienced in the 1960s. That's quite a large increase. Looking at that now, extrapolating that out now to where we are, what what are the policy implications of what you found? What does it mean? Yeah, so I think clearly we're in a different time period, and healthcare's access has improved quite a bit in the United States, and quality of care has improved. So at some level, it's not so clear that this is something that could be done again. Clearly, it's been done and the improvement's been made. At the same time, however, it points to some broader lessons. One is that for remaining pockets in the United States where healthcare access remains a problem for disadvantaged minorities and uh, rural regions where access to health is not available, particularly for children, this could be important, very important to make sure that they have access in the first year or two of life to good quality health care. So there's still that remaining minority of people, but still uh, important policy implication for that group. More broadly, there's a burgeoning literature in economics and across social science disciplines that's looking at what's called the developmental origins of health and disease and thinking about things from the in utero period to the early childhood period that affects the developmental processes in the body and affects the cognitive development and that these things are important. So we think our paper, while not pointing to a a particular biological mechanism, shows that generally it appears that access to health in the first couple of years of life has a a large payoff in terms of cognitive development later on, and that's informative for you know, other types of policies that could potentially improve cognitive development. And certainly the other thing I should mention is that there are many developing countries where uh, access to health care for young children is still not widely available, and so this research could be relevant for them. (music) 